Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Today's episode is releasing on my 40th birthday. Woohoo! And I think when we were discussing Southern topics for our fall season, I just gravitated toward today's topic because I feel like a lot of people love having adventures on their birthdays, especially those milestone birthdays. So today we're talking about Southern adventures, mostly from the sky. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are... Steel Magnolias, the strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South, and we've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Happy birthday, Laura Beth. Thank you. Our producer, editor, co-host social media manager. <laughs> so grateful for that. And big thanks to you for throwing an amazing surprise party. I can't believe we pulled it off. That I was so truly surprised by and I love surprises. So it was a p- very pleasant and positive surprise. I know a lot of people don't like surprises, yeah. but I love surprises. So Well, they're hard to pull off, but we did this one. Well, I could tell y'all had put the work in and it was a New Orleans theme that was so stinking cute. Well, we'll have to tell more about it on maybe on our Patreon chat yeah. this month. This week this month's bonus episode that actually comes out on Friday. We will we'll, be discussing we'll chat more on that. More but on it was that. fun. So happy that we get to celebrate another year of you. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. And 40 is a fun one and a big one. I loved 40, actually. And I've heard so many people say that, actually. Mm-hmm. So many that have been very complimentary of their 40th. So big things to look forward to. Well, when we looked at the content calendar for the fall, I naturally wanted to put this topic on my birthday since I felt saw that it was going to fall on a Tuesday when we release episodes because I feel like a lot of people when they hit a milestone birthday want to jump out of an airplane or <laughs> seek adventure. Yes, they do. And so it just felt, especially from the sky. It, felt it does like feel like that. This is the right sort of topic to put on my 40th. So we are talking about adventures that you can have all over the South from the sky in various forms. I actually did celebrate my 30th birthday. So first off, I can't believe that was 10 years ago. It feels like about five years ago to me. Yeah. So 10 years ago, we went up in a hot air balloon, which it we're was wonderful. Talk about a little bit later. So yeah, I've, I have gotten to experience a few of these, but not all of these. And I'm 
thrill seeker light. I'm not ready to <clears throat> jump out of an airplane. <laughs> no, no bungee jumping or airplane jumping for me. But a lot of people, that's the number one on their list. That's a num- number one on their bucket list. Yeah. Or even moving up through 70th birthday, 80th birthday, 90th birthday. I mean, there are some seniors jumping out of airplanes, which is crazy to me, but it's happening. I'm thinking those people have not had to ride many ambulances in their life. And so they're just, you know. Yeah. Say they feel like everything's safe. I'm like, I'm not doing that. No. Yeah. There's, yeah. (laughs) There's question marks all around it. The So we'll just start with skydiving. So those planes, they get up to 150 to 160 miles per hour when the door opens. That just blows my mind for you to then jump out. Free falling for several seconds before the chute opens is the biggest quandary I have about how and why people would want to do this. I'm just shaking my head. I don't even know. But people want to do it. So we wanted to mention just some fun places that you can do that in the South specifically. If you were to go to skydive from, let's say, Key West, Florida... Okay. That would be cool because you'd have views of the Florida Keys, the Gulf of Mexico, and the Atlantic Ocean. That would be awesome. Okay. So that's all beautiful individually, but then all being able to have that bird's eye view of those three collectively would be so cool. So from. Especially if you're able to truly take it in. I think I would just be squealing. And so am I even noticing what's down there? Likely not. (laughs) That's true. But if that's your, if you think your eyes are going to be fully open, that would be a cool place to do it. That's true because you're kind of <laughs> doing two things. You're managing your emotions and your, you know, the anxiety and the just level of thrill that you're experiencing right. internally. But then you're trying to also enjoy. And I'm even like, there is things happening in your body while you're, I mean, I've seen just the pictures of a couple of my friends doing it. And their skin was like, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know how when you have your hands under a dryer, one of those accelerators, is that what they're called or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And your skin, I'm like, oh, I look like I'm 100. My skin's blowing. Or there's that game now where you put a plastic piece in your mouth to make it really big, stretched out, and you have to say a phrase or a word. This stuff is happening to your body. That's what the mouth looks like a lot of times. When, but yeah, this is what's happening to your body. So from skydivekeywest.com, this is how they describe it. After jumping from the plane, you will experience the thrill of falling at speeds of 120 miles per hour or more. Once your chute opens, you, your dive becomes more peacefully quiet, which that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You will enjoy a five to seven minute ride floating quietly back to earth for a soft pinpoint landing you may see dolphins oh my gosh tropical birds seven mile bridge and all of the middle keys so those are all the middle the florida keys is what they're talking that about. really does sound amazing yeah so can and- i just do the seven minutes no <laughs> Can't. And you get to assist your instructor in the steering of the parachute if you want. Okay. Or you can leave your hands free to wave at friends as you land or, you know, just didn't take in the ride. Some people want to feel like they participated. Yeah. You know, that they did the steering right, for right. a little bit. Uh, if you didn't want to go 
as far south as Key West because that is way that's the tip that uh, you're practically to Cuba by that point. <laughs> but also just wanted to have more of that tropical sort of experience. You could go to Sebastian, Florida, which is located less than a hundred miles southeast of Orlando. Oh, so okay. it's still south, yeah, but not quite as far south as the the Keys. Sebastian is it's on the east coast of Florida. And they also have a great experience of seeing the beauty of the Atlantic Ocean, Sebastian Inlet, Pelican Island National Wildlife. That would refuge. Refuge. That yeah, would be that would be cool. Really cool. And the Indian River. Okay. So that would be a really pretty view as well if you wanted to do some skydiving in Sebastian, Florida. Your friend, Sarah and Robbie, that are supporters of this show, they've done it before. They did it in Georgia. He did it. No, oh, that's true. Let me <laughs> back up. He did it. And it was for a, a big birthday celebration. Yes. And our friend Leslie did yeah. it as well. That's right. With Robbie. That's yeah. right. So, you know, we know people that do it. Sarah I and I stay on land. Yeah. Well, and cheer our people on. And I have a couple of friends that have done it so much that they're on, you know, jump 30 40 right? 50 that have trained to uh-huh. so there is nobody on their back right they're doing it exactly. now they've done enough that is next that is, level that's big bravery that is next level okay so that's skydiving now i wanted to talk a little bit about paragliding which is also a recreational and adventurous sport so this same is, as hang gliding i'm gonna i'm gonna talk okay. about they, you know they are different they are different okay so the paraglider oh, okay. is lightweight, it's free-flying, it's a foot-launched glider aircraft with no rigid primary structure. So the pilot sits in a harness or lies um, in like a cocoon-like speed bag that they call yes. it, suspended below a fabric wing. So paragliding is huge it all over the world. Yeah. And I do want to make sure and just mention worldwide there are some fantastic spots to do these oh adventures. Gosh. But we're just talking about the South. So that's why I'm just picking out. I saw Southeast. this being done in Switzerland. Exactly. Like And it I was thinking, okay, I would do that. I'm not yeah. jumping out of any planes, but I would I would do that. Yeah, if you look at, you know, top ten places to paraglide worldwide, American South probably isn't gonna be on the list there's worldwide more dramatic are, scenery yeah. but since we're a podcast on it the would South, still be cool i just wanted to let people know that you can do it here because i think people kind of forget that or yeah. don't realize that well so, and a lot of people aren't wanting to go overseas at the moment so that's true so the the interesting and i would say appealing thing about paragliding is that it's the the glider is so lightweight that it fits in a backpack and it can weigh anywhere from 25 to 50 pounds depending on the exact equipment that you've chosen. So this is a really practical type of aviation. Oh my gosh, yes. Right? Like you could you yes. could fly on an airplane with a paraglider. You can't do that with a hang glider. And yeah. I'm going to talk about hang gliding in just a minute. So everything you need fits on your back and like I said, you can travel easy with it. They're very lightweight. They are um, dependent on the weather for sure. So yeah, <laughs> a lot of, I mean, all of these honestly are, I don't know. 
all the measures that you have to consider for skydiving, but all of the ones I'm going to talk about from paragliding and on are very weather dependent. So times of year, times of day, all of that are major factors. Okay. If you're talking about this, I have to mention something funny. You were talking about weather yes. and paragliding. Yes. There is a show on Netflix. It's a Korean show called okay. Crash Landing on You. Okay. And it is hard to even describe because it's like a some kind of little bit of comedy, a lot of romance. Okay. But the whole premise of, <laughs> of the story is this really rich South Korean girl. Okay. Likes to paraglide. Okay. And she ends up in some kind of a storm or tornado or something and land and doesn't realize that she's landed in a tree in North Korea. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now she's in North Korea and that's how the show begins. So that's, oh and my it's gosh. A, it, I really enjoyed the show. Crash anyway, landing on crash you. Crash landing okay. on you. She clearly didn't check the weather before she jumped. Well, yeah. So pilots ability to make good decisions is critical <laughs> in, in these uh these adventures so well we mentioned hang gliding so let me just touch base on paragliding versus hang gliding so one of the most obvious differences is the actual shape of the glider okay so i've already mentioned that paragliding that actually can fold down a hang glider cannot it's it like is, a like a huge kite to me yes i mean that's how i would describe it yeah yeah they are hang gliders are rigid structures they have like a sail cloth that's stretched over a metal frame whereas um it just looks better though that's what i think i would want to do So the difference with the paraglider and the hang glider, I know the hang glider is kind of triangular, kite looking. Yes. But what's the paraglide? I know you're sitting, but what's the top look like? So the paragliding or parasailing is more of an arch. Okay. Okay. So so you've probably, if you haven't seen a paraglider, I feel like most people have at least seen a parasailer attached to a boat. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's just a more softer, rounder arch. Okay, which could tie up into a backpack. Exactly. Okay. So that leads me to my next point. I have hang glided. Yes, you have. And I did it for a friend's birthday. We did paragliding, excuse me, hang gliding from Lookout Mountain Flight Park, which is just outside of Chattanooga. Uh, it's actually a Georgia address. But oh, is it? I it's thought really, it was Chattanooga. Yeah. Okay. So hang gliding is the feeling of flying like a bird. It That's really what is. I want to do. Because you are flat on your stomach. Yeah. Um, which I didn't realize. That I didn't know much about what I was even getting into. I don't know why I didn't Google Did this Did you think you more. were seated? I thought I was seated. Okay. So, and, well, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So, I went hang gliding 10 years ago at this Lookout, my, lookout Mountain 10 years. Okay. Flight Park, which is a flight school. Yes. It's the premier flight school of the Southeast, That's actually. Cool. Yeah, it's just 20 minutes outside of Chattanooga. And you can paraglide or hang glide there. So okay. like I said, I did hang gliding. It is the perfect mountain view. I would highly recommend it in the fall where the leaves are just gorgeous that sounds in that so area. Fun. Um, they have hotels and places and restaurants and things near the actual flight school in Trenton, Georgia, which 
is very close to the park. But you can also camp. Okay. Which we did, which was very cool because you can camp really close, not on the landing zone, of course, but very close. Oh, so you're to seeing the others zone. coming in. Yes. Yeah. That's fun. So, like I said, it's a flight school. So you can actually learn to hang glide, you can learn the basics of launching and landing. Because you had a person with you, but if you were on jump number four or five or six, you may already have enough hours to go alone. That was sort of what they're even, uh, uh, I wouldn't say coaching you in in even coming for a first time, but they're wanting people that aren't just really seeking a thrill, that are truly interested in the whole sport itself. Yeah. And you feel that in just even coming into the office, you know, yeah. they, they, they really feel like you're coming for more than just that one visit. So that's interesting, too, that people do get hooked, like you I said. Know. So you have to go through all the the safety measures, as you would with any of these. But hang gliding was a lot more paperwork than I have done for other things. Okay. So much so, uh, I couldn't help but notice Stairway to Heaven was playing in the office as I'm on page like seven of my waiver. It's like, do y'all do this? Is this just on a loop or is this just coincidental? And what did they say? Um, I think it was just coincidental. I can't even remember now. But I was thinking, that's just wrong. Well, that's uh, when I was getting on a cruise ship one time, my heart will go on was on and I'm like, no, probably not the best no. song for this situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about if that I'm hoping that that was coincidence. But. Well, I will say it's special in going to this lookout mountain flight park because not all places let you fly um, tandem as they call it as an amateur like yes that's a big deal yeah and so mostly only those that are working towards that sort of licensure get to fly um like i said they really want you to yeah start sort of work towards that professional level that's why there was so much signing of paperwork too because they're covering all their bases yes as a school yeah which is good i'm sure they're very safe oh yeah i felt very safe um you'll be You'll be going up about 1,500 or 3,000 feet. Yeah. Wow. So just to put that in perspective, 1,500 feet would be taller than the Empire State Building. Wow. And that's the lower level. And that's what I did. I felt like I did 2,000. So maybe they've changed it a little since then. Or maybe it was 1,500. And I just okay. had in my head that that's okay. pretty much 2,000. That's 000. pretty far. I can't imagine 3,000. Okay. So they are, yeah, like I said, they're hang gliders are aluminum you know they're they're very sturdy uh they can weigh between 45 and 90 pounds so again they're just the contraction they're they're, yeah they're massive they would fly between 20 and 30 miles per hour and you can reach speeds in excess of 80 miles per hour i thought this was funny that 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 means they have a glide ratio of up to 16 to 1 that means they fly 16 feet for every foot of altitude they lose when flying in calm air because you are you're just you go up and I actually this was so this was the other thing that I was like I didn't google this before we came out here and now I'm kind of freaking out there's two ways to launch you could launch by prop plane by a little airplane airplane like I did which means you're attached to it by a a, you know obviously a very sturdy rope 
Okay. So you go up with an airplane. They get you to the elevation okay. that you need to be at. Well, maybe then, they have changed it and it was 2000. And they, um, you know, then you cut the cord and then you have that moment of falling before the glide kind of okay kicks catches. in yeah. yeah catches the wind yeah that's so wild so that's but pull it up by a airplane is one and then there are mountain launches yes which is what i saw people preparing to do when well also while i was signing waivers i was like we're jumping like we're <laughs> running and jumping off that cliff no thank you that looked very scary okay. to me i don't think they do that for amateurs okay that's once you get further along yeah yeah so I didn't realize that there were professionals out there I was just a little overwhelmed when I first drove up the mountain to the office (laughs) so it is a glorious experience like I said you're on your stomach it feels like you're in sort of a sleeping bag because you're in this like cocoon sort of situation okay with another person on your back like y'all um, are in the sleeping bag side. together. Okay. You're actually side by side. But it's, yeah, it's like one double wide okay. sleeping bag. You okay. are in the same. Um, side by side's different though than. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, so, yeah. So that kind of sleeping bag thing is suspended from the underside of the glider. There's a bar you hold on to that steers. Yes. I do remember that because I did do that. I felt like I was. That was very intuitive to me. Yeah. Like you pulled in to brake, you pushed out to accelerate, okay. yeah. and your instructor will let you steer a bit if you want. That's so, fun. Yeah, so they say Tennessee offers some of the best hang gliding in the southeast, and it does attract a lot of hang gliders here. So, How fun. I did love spending the night. Okay, so that's hang gliding. I've also done parasailing, which okay. also is, is adventurous, but like I said, like I don't even think I had to sign a waiver to parasail in the Gulf of Mexico, you yeah, know, like yeah. this is attached to a boat. Yes. This is something you would see probably all day long if you're laying out at the beach. For sure. On, on many parts uh, or And areas. airplanes going by with the phone number to call yes, to do it. Yes. Parasail today, you know, <laughs> half a mile west of this very point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I can honestly, I can't, I can't exactly remember how we got started, if you will. Like, I don't remember the whole situation of getting, and I've, I even did this even more recent than um, some of these other things. You know, I remember getting situated in like a life vest and stuff in the boat. Mm-hmm. But then I guess we just jumped off the back and then the boat, you That's know, what I started thought. I off thought you and were actually point, in the water yeah. as if you were going to get up to ski. But I don't remember it being nearly that hard. Like I've, I love water skiing, but I still find water skiing very challenging. I don't remember parasailing being hard at all. And I was with a friend, uh-huh. so you don't have to be with an instructor or a professional. Right. They just strap you they in just, and pull you no up. No waivers. <laughs> just put your life vest on. Are y'all 18 and over? Okay, great. You know. Oh, my gosh. So it was fun, though. We did it. Uh, I did it with a friend in Fort Myers, Florida. So we were seeing beautiful blue waters and I don't remember seeing anything scary like a shark or anything but okay. I'm sure I'm sure people do yeah if you're up that high or fun little dolphins or dolphins yeah jumping around but yeah just really noticed a lot of like oh that little area of water is a little darker over there yeah you know yeah. it's interesting where you can see. see more of the so yeah you're kind of like is that terrain. a good thing or a bad thing so parasailing is really fun and you can do that just coastal any beach all over practically south yeah 
then I'll mention hot air ballooning, which so fun. you and I did. It was so fun for my 30th birthday. I think a lot of people think of hot air ballooning in New Mexico. Oh, that would be awesome. Or Napa Valley, which those are going to be glorious experiences. But we have some pretty dang beauty. good beauty to show off, especially in the fall here in the South as well. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina actually did make, do you say it? Fodor's, the travel. Oh, Fodor's. Fodor's. Yeah. It Fodor's top list of best places in the U.S. to go hot air ballooning. Okay. Asheville, North Carolina made it. Which makes sense. The Great Smoky Mountains are the perfect backdrop for hot air ballooning. They, in Asheville, they have um, launching sites shifting each day according to weather and wind currents, which was a huge factor for us. Sure was. Ours actually got canceled, if you remember. I do. The first one did. And that's also why I think they like to go real early in the morning. Yes. Yes. Sunrise or sunset are basically your options. Yeah. I thought I wanted a sunset ride, but we did sunrise, and I'm so glad we did. Apparently, winds are more predictable. In, in the morning, morning or oh, around sunrise oh, or sunset, okay. and like the thermal conditions are more predictable. <laughs> all the things that you know. Well, we want everything to be right. Yeah, when you're going up in the air with no strings attached. Exactly. So we took off from Leapers Fork, Tennessee, which is just down the road from us here in Franklin. Were you surprised that we were involved in the setup? Yes, because I didn't know we were going to do that. But I also it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because it's not like that they're going to bring a staff out to do that. (laughs) So it makes perfect sense. But it did surprise me a little bit. And it was cold. It was very cold. October's unpredictable for weather, especially here in Tennessee. So you can have some real hot days and some real chilly days. And especially early in the morning, Mm -hmm. even on a hot day, it may have been very cool that morning. And so Yeah, we had gloves, scarves, jackets, the whole deal. They just stretched out the fabric of the balloon as wide as they could on this massive field, turned yep. on a big old fan. Yep, to blow it up. And it really is kind of amazing when you think about it. Yeah. So there we were, just kind of helping the air get, get into, into the, the circle fabric. Yeah. Holding it up as, you know, took you and I on each side. If I can find a video of us doing that, holding I will it up. Absolutely post that this week. Because <laughs> I'd never, no, I'd never even seen anyone do the setup so I didn't know what to expect you know and then of course once it's getting up to where it's almost starting to the basket's starting to tilt the instructor professional that we were with that was going to be our pilot torched the flame you know to kind of get that thermal yes air in there yeah that was even like oh my gosh do I have eyebrows anymore right you know like I mean it's it's just yeah shooting out yeah so that was just even really amazing to be a part of. So I would say to anyone, if this doesn't interest you at all, it's still cool to go see somebody else go up. Yes. Yeah. But it was so fun. We had four adults in our basket. Plus and then the, the guide. Yeah. Which I the think pilot. Would have been That's right. Better name. The most you could get in. In that basket. basket. I think there are bigger are there baskets. Bigger? Yeah. Okay. Were you surprised about the quietness? So surprised. Yeah. So Anim- peaceful. Animals. Didn't we hear some animals? Okay, so that was one thing I wanted to mention is, you know, a lot of dogs don't like hot air balloons no. when they go over. So scary. Yeah. When you're in one, you're experiencing that. 
too, yeah. where the dogs are barking. You can, you know, because you're not up so far that you can't see. You right. can see the dogs barking. But because we were in Leaper's Fork, there were horses that were kind of mm. circling. They were not, not real um, peaceful. They were kind of yeah. stirring, like they don't like the sound of that fire. And, the, yeah. you know, that's what makes the most noise is every once in a while it shoots the fire. Yes, that occasional, like, torch. Yeah, and that sound, you know was kind of setting off the dogs and yeah. horses. But it was so fun. Do you remember that I I um, texted a friend? Yes. Because I didn't realize we were going to be going over her house. And I'm sure the pilot doesn't exactly know the course either. Like they going probably with have the a wind. range yeah. that they know they're going to stay in. But that torch is what's even changing the course. It's kind right. of helping you either go up or down or change your course direction a little. Yeah, and so they couldn't tell us exactly where we were going. And he has a, a cohort that drives a van that meets, like, so he has to kind of say to his other person, drive the van here, this is where we're going to land yes. to, for pickup and all of that. Um, but yeah, it was so cool because you were getting, um, you know, a bird's eye view, if you will, but of you the could- houses and the landscape and the... Um, we went by the Natchez Trace Bridge, I know, that and was that amazing. was so cool. But you could almost talk to your friend. Like, she was yeah, waving. Yeah, she was waving, and... You could scream a hello. Yeah. Like, you couldn't have a full dialogue. Right. But that even blew my mind, because you can typically reach altitudes of up to 2,000 feet with hot air balloons. So I don't know exactly where we were at in that that day but I was surprised at- now this brings me to a question I remember taking a few pictures up there well I had my camera I was taking tons of pictures but of their of their house yeah area yeah and I was thinking oh this would be so helpful whenever they get ready to sell their house yeah because were drones a thing 10 years ago probably not if they were then they weren't they were just easily accessible yeah because so, I thought that was kind of a cool thing I was going to have for her, yeah. you know? Yeah. And now everybody has drone pictures. Yeah. But anyway. Well, we got to ride for about an hour, and then we landed in a field. And as you were mentioning, there was a van that had been following us. And I track didn't of know if the, if the landing was going to be rough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, is this whole basket going to pound and fall over, and we're all going to be on top of each other? It was so peaceful. So peaceful. Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that because when I, back to the, just real quick on the hang gliding, when I watched several people that were just still learning to land that hang glider in that landing zone where we were camping, I did see one person sort of overcorrect and have a little um, Mm -hmm. nose dive, if you will. Like their nose? No, their nose really did dive. Like he 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 had a bloody nose when he came up. So it is very much a skill to to land have a soft landings. landing yeah but yeah our hot air balloon was very peaceful very easy we had mimosas after so just fun to sort that's of like well that's the... kind of a thing with hot air balloons yes yeah. i think you're supposed to have a you know champagne celebration yes. at the end yes so we went through middle tennessee hot air balloon i can link to any of these vendors that i mentioned. still remember his name was logan <laughs> he was amazing they had they'd gotten some national press, which I was really proud of them for doing that. So they are very much professional, and I felt very safe. Yeah, in for that. Sure. So just to close out, I wanted to mention a couple of ways that you can participate in these ways in an even more, I would say, safer way. Lots of times, festivals will have hot air balloon rides tethered. Yes. 
So I don't have like a specific place to not near as cool because I did that one time. But okay, so it is a that. taste. Okay. It gives you a taste of okay. going up, but it's not this not as good. I know, but if you're that afraid, yeah, to or go, you have like a little kid that to wants go to, up, yeah, and you're really wanting to at least get a little taste of it. I feel like that's the best. You're right, sampler you can get. So look for a festival that's having a hot air balloon that's going to be tethered. It's probably just as expensive as going on a ride. I don't know. And then there are places in, I know in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, probably others as well, that have um, just like a simulation of skydiving that you're not skydiving. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. They have that in Vegas too. Okay. So they basically blow the jet out of air. Yes. You know, you're in gear. I think that sounds. So you could get that kind of feeling. Rush of, yeah. I don't know exactly how all that works, but I just wanted to mention there's kind of sort of shortcut ways that you could get a little bit of the experience without having to put your life on the line. Just so. a half a thrill, not a full thrill. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some adventures from the sky. Just- there's so much when we dove into this topic. I'm like, oh, we could do other ep- adventure episodes on oh, other sure. things on land and other, yes. and water and yes. yeah there's, there's there's more to come but those are for the thrill seeking milestone birthday celebrators out it. there so. i love it well we hope that this brought you some joy and maybe even got you some ideas if you've got a, a birthday monumental coming birthday coming or yeah. just a, any birthday that's right or just want to do something fun for your fall carpe diem <laughs> that's right <laughs> Peace be with you, Larbeth. And also with all y'all.